Welcome to Lawler Out Loud, and thank you for listening. I'm your host, Christy Lawler, and this podcast focuses on highlighting the amazing men and women that make a difference in the world. And we hope to prove that every single person has the power to make a difference and make an impact. Today's guest is Caitlin Holloway. So first, let me thank you, Caitlin, for joining us to share what you're doing for women and diversity-owned businesses in the world. Well, Christy, thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm honored to have this chat today. Oh, I'm so honored. So I found you on LinkedIn, and I immediately was like, oh my gosh, this woman needs to be on my show. I need to understand more. So diving in, what do you do? <laughs> so that, that's a great question. Um, I'm, I'm still trying to sort it out for myself, honestly. Um, I am um, an investing partner at Initialized Capital currently um, here in San Francisco. And uh, I've actually just recently made a career shift. So I just started uh, working in the world of venture capital at the start of this year, which as we all know, 2020 has been far more interesting than any of us anticipated. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, so, so I'm, uh, I work in venture capital, uh, focus on tech um, more specifically. I, from a a personal investment and angel investor standpoint and from the institutional perspective, um, I really care about funding uh, women doing incredible things. Um, I really care about HR technology. Uh, Per my background, I was an HR executive for uh, 10 years prior to getting into venture capital. Uh, Before that, I worked at Pixar Animation Studios for a number of years. Uh, And before that, I did a bunch of stuff that doesn't really matter, but makes me who I am today. (laughs) Um, We don't need to to date myself. We all have our stories. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. So yeah, I care a lot about um, women building incredible things in this world. I care a lot about HR technology. I care about parental inclusion and family technology, uh, women's health and women's health technology, all of those things. Um, And and also, uh, and I'm not just saying this to pander, uh, I really care about the world of hospitality. being a consummate host myself, having, you know, helped bootstrap myself through my, my high school and college days in, in the hospitality world. Mm-hmm. My best friend is an event planner. Um, and uh, I, I, my first angel investment actually was to two incredible women in the hospitality space. Uh, so I care very deeply about the work that, that wow, you and, nice. and your listeners do as well. So tell me about the angel investing. Like, what is specifically to women-owned businesses or diversity businesses. Um, What does that look like for you? Like, what is, how did you get into it? And what is the vetting process? Totally. So um, angel investing is something that I I started to get interested in a few years ago. Um, And wow, I just really rounded up. It actually was, it's just been over a year because the anniversary of my first check uh, was last month. And so uh, you know, as Congratulations. I mentioned, in, well, thank you. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm excited about this path and this journey. Um, but yeah, I, I got into angel investing because I was dedicating a lot of my, my free time. Uh, I think we all know when we get stuck in a rut at work and, uh, you're, you're good at what you do, you like what you do, but there still is a little bit of a need for a creative outlet, which is why we end up having our hobbies and our passion projects. 
And uh, I, I was searching for something to fill that creative need or that creative space in my brain. And uh, so I started advising for companies, companies that I, I cared about their product or I, I felt that product needed to be in this world. And, you know, given my particular worldview, I'm a mom to two little boys. I have a almost six-year-old and a two-year-old. Uh, and uh, I'm, I identify as female. I'm a woman. And so there are many, many things that I think this world is missing, um, in particular, you know, from a, the, the perspective of being a, a parent, being a mother. And so I started advising a number of different companies um, because I wanted to help accelerate uh, bringing their product to life. Because I'm like, I need this. I want this thing. Yeah. Um, and so the more I started to talk with uh, these founders who were building their their products and, and bringing these things to life, uh, it, it started first with um, an equity exchange a few years ago. Um, actually, several years ago at this point. Again, I, I don't want to date myself too much. But I was basically trading my time and expertise as, as an operator, as an executive within uh, companies to say, hey, you're brand new and you're trying to figure out how to grow your team or, or staff your team and you're trying to figure out the, how to build your culture. Um, I can share my knowledge um, in exchange for, you know, again, helping you bring your product to, to market faster um, or more quickly. And so uh, I, I started doing this advisory ship um, in exchange for small amounts of equity and that became fun. So I started placing my little bets on the, the roulette uh, table, mm -hmm. you know, thinking, okay, well, one of these is bound to be successful. Um, yeah. And as that interest grew over time, um, I, I realized that they needed more than expertise, they needed resources. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm the sole breadwinner in my family, my husband has lovingly taken over primary caregiving in our household. And uh, so, you know, I, I don't have a ton of extra cash lying around, I wish I had more. Um, <laughs> But what I, what I realized is that sometimes in, in many of these cases, even a small amount of money um, would go a really long way to help yes. them achieve what they needed. And yes, so absolutely. I, I, I just got curious. And, and one day um, I was sitting around a campfire with some friends and they were fantasizing about bringing a new company to life. And uh it was a, it is a modern, uh, like swimming hole glamping club up in Guerneville, uh, the Russian river area of California. And they were having this chat and they said, gosh, you know, if, if, if we could raise X amount of money, we could probably get this together, uh, within a year, a year and a half. And it was the perfect opportunity for me to throw my hat in the ring and say, Hey, you know, I know that I'm not a, a big baller out here. <laughs> But I, I would love to participate um, mm -hmm. and help you get there faster. And so we we made an arrangement for my first angel check, and um, and that that now it's history. So since then, I've I've made commitments to myself. I've set aside a budget um, in our in our household, and uh, the the beautiful thing is is that now I've made uh, a number of investments. I think we. I just, I just cut my last check for the year. I, I got too excited about spending my money this year. Apparently I did not pace myself, uh, <laughs> but, but we rounded the corner to 10. So I, I've made 10 angel investments um, in wow. incredible women and a few men doing things in, in the world that I think are important as well, yeah. uh, but helping to accelerate their business. And so uh, I think it's important to say that angel investing is one of the riskiest things you can do with your money. Um, oh Yeah. So in, yeah. my, in my mind, it just is like a pure write-off. 
it, it has the word investment in it, but I don't actually view it as such. Um, it really is about supporting uh, the, these young founders, um, young in their, their businesses, supporting these founders who are, are just in that super early stage, doing the friends and family, the angel rounds uh, to help them kind of get their legs underneath them. And so if there are to be any returns, which I do hope that there are some, mostly for them, uh, but also, of course, for the kickback, but uh, it, it probably won't be for a very long while down the road. Um, so it really yeah. is about community. It really is about supporting women and supporting products that I, I want to see in this world that I, I hope will make it a slightly better place, even if it is, you know, something as seemingly silly as getting around a, a pool and a campfire uh, with some friends. I think that community is more important now than ever. And 2020 has really yeah. demonstrated yeah. that. I, I couldn't agree more. <clears throat> it's 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 the community that you create for yourself that yeah. kind of sustains you through the hard times and we are definitely in a, a very unprecedented tar- hard time right now absolutely um, but the fact that you are using your personal resources to grow others is amazing i mean i i would i would aspire to this as well I, but thanks to COVID I'm also just <laughs> trying to stay afloat with what I'm doing yeah. um, which sucks but I see on the other side and the key is to just do spend your money where your passion lies be mm-hmm. responsible help others know that if you are lucky enough to be in the position to help others, that you absolutely should be doing it. Yes. You should never be sitting on a mountain of money that's only earning interest or returns. Right. You should be doing something. You should be building community and building other businesses and helping the world grow. Yeah. And that's what drew me to you so much is what you're doing so I I just I need to understand like okay so you're you're doing this so what you're doing as an angel investor that's like your side hustle (laughs) yes I would say that that's our our passion uh project my passion budget um Mm. but I I you know I I think it's important to share because I think that you know just saying oh, I'm an angel investor, or, oh, I have this extra cash to burn. Um, it feels exclusive. Um, and I- Yeah, I, yeah, I get what Im- you're saying. It's important for me to share because I, I definitely don't feel like I am, uh, it, you know, if I were listening, I'd be like, hey, come on, that's not realistic. That's not for everyone. Uh, so I I want to take it back just a little bit and and share something that, you know, has been a mantra that, that my grandma Maxine used to tell me when I was little. Um, yes, please. Which is, I know, right? Anything, you know, a good old Midwest Kansas grandma quote is great anywhere, right? Um, <laughs> but always, she, she used to tell me, you know, sweetie, do what you can with what you've got. And what I have done over the last 10 plus years is exactly that. You, I've, you know, I don't, come from a family that had a lot, um, extra cash or, you know, money laying around 
uh, meant that it was in the couch if a, if a guest came over and lost something. Uh, this, this is not a, a story of, you know, um, access and availability uh, of resources to me. You know, I, I put myself through, through college. I graduated a year early while working four jobs, like to make, make it happen. Um, so remembering that you can do what you can with what you have and understanding the things that you have that are of value to others. So I finally finally have earned, you know, and I, I'm no spring chicken, but I finally have earned a little spot at this particular stage of my life to be able to, to invest a resource that is cash. But for the, the 10 years prior, um, building towards this, I mean, so it's been a long, tough road to hoe. Um, yeah. But I've, I've given everything else that I had to give, which is sometimes it is expertise. As I mentioned, you know, I got to the point in my career where people actually wanted my advice on something in a particular area. So, you know, I became a functional expert in something, but I've also, you know, the, the network that I have built, the community that I have built is valuable to others. So making introductions becomes very, very valuable for, for founders who are in those early stages. Um, I'm a great audience member, um, which I know sounds silly, but you, there, there is value in just showing up and listening yes. to somebody and amplifying their message and being a part of supporting them. Uh, sometimes it is as simple as being in the audience. You cannot have a product. You cannot be a performer without a consumer, without someone sitting in the audience. So remember, you you always have something to give, whether it's your network, your expertise, your creativity, uh, you know, again, just showing up and being a fan. Um, those yeah. things matter. And so as you, if you do aspire to be an angel investor one day or to to be able to support someone with a resource that that is money, um, know that, that there is, there are many, many steps you can take before you get to that space. So don't think like, oh gosh, I have to have, you know, a hundred thousand dollar check here ready to write away from my own family. Um, and, and then the second piece to this is, uh, the, the secret to angel investing is everyone, the, the first time you hear about it or outside looking in, um, one of the obstacles, uh, for access um, that does make it a privileged thing is that people think that they are large amounts of money to make an impact. You have to be writing, you know, people will tell you the minimum check size is $50,000 or $25,000. Um, wow. yeah. that's not the case. And that's not real. Uh, the reality is, is that every founder is scrimping and saving and trying to gather what they can. And they're going to tell you a big number, or you will hear from angel investors because well, they also want to sound like they are more important and more wealthy than they are. Um, that's just my two cents. Yeah. Um, you will get the impression that you need a lot more to, to participate. And the reality is, is uh, you know, I, I've written checks as small as 2,500 bucks, uh, which, you know, again, to a kid who grew up with nothing, 2,500 bucks is not nothing. Um, uh, but, that's not nothing at but all. It, but it Period. ain't $50,000, right? So yeah. that, that bar for accessibility um, can be lower because what, what I would do in the beginning is I would actually um, offer like a package. So they, you know, if, if, a, if a founder tells me like, hey, minimum uh, check size is $50,000, uh, I would come back and say, well, what if I helped you? So my particular area of expertise is HR or the people side of a business. Well, what if I could help make a connection to, you know, your first head of product or your first VP of engineering? Um, or your first designer. Um, and, you know, I'm willing to spend X amount of hours um, a month uh, supporting you on growing and developing your, the culture. Which of is your business. huge. 
Oh, she, because right? there's so much value in that. Like, I see this as a small business owner and any small business owner that just wants money and doesn't want the value add yes. is short-sighted, honestly, totally. in my opinion. Totally. Um, one, you know, one recruitment placement fee can be $50,000 in some cases for a senior engineer. Um, and so, yeah, point being... It's not as inaccessible as I think it sounds if you've never been a part of the world or you haven't had a peek behind the curtain. So I share that just yeah. to say, like, this is an accessible thing. And, and it's a totally fine goal to have, you know, even if you maybe are more junior in your career or you're, you're looking to build mm-hmm. towards something. Um, there's totally a path. So I don't want to sound like a bougie turd. Like, oh, I, oh, I angel invest. And of course I'm sitting on a pile of money. Um, I'm not. <laughs> I mean, I might be a turd, but I'm, I'm, I'm neither bougie I nor don't think you're a, a pile turd. of cash. <laughs> I think, I think doing what you're doing, just having the foresight to build something for other people um, with no guarantee for an ROI is huge. I mean, you, like, would you invest your money in a stock that you knew was going to dive? No. Right. <laughs> right. This is putting faith in people. This is yeah. not putting faith in a ticker. This totally. is totally different. And it's, it's way much more, more risky. Yeah. Higher but risk, right. higher reward. It's way, way more fun. You're right. Because yeah. you get to watch something grow and know that you had a, even a small part in it is huge yeah and it's fun being a cheerleader it is so fun yeah I see these women out there you know as as their business grows as they they grow from their pre-seed to their seed to their series a um you know it it just is so awesome to watch other people thrive and shine and uh you know to to be of service in any way that that I can just feels good I mean yeah the blah, 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 moral compass and all this stuff and inclusion. Like, yes, those things are all great. But like at the end of the day, it's just fun to watch people win. <laughs> yeah. No, I, and, and this resonates so much with me as a female founder too, because I, when I launched the company, I never, I've, I still don't have a credit line. I think my company credit rating is terrible. <laughs> like I couldn't, I couldn't get a decent loan rate if I wanted to but I don't want to. Right. I want to do this on my terms. I don't want a bank's money. I don't want other people's money. I want to do this my way on my terms, on my dollar, so that at the end of the day, I have that stamp of pride. Like, yes, I'm a female founder, but I, I did it the hard way because it's, it's, it, it's not easy to take yeah. investment at all. all. But it's definitely not easy to completely dedicate your personal assets and resources to something that you believe in. And it's terrifying. <laughs> Absolutely. I equate it to like swinging without a net. Like if you're on yeah. a trapeze for the first time and there's no net below, how much do you want to do that? Right. I don't. I mean, it's, it's not something for the <laughs> faint of heart. So people that are reaching out and looking for that investment, I admire that because they've gone through so much to get to the point where they're like, 
this is something I so believe in. Right. I've depleted myself and my assets. Yeah. It it can't die here. This is not how it ends. Totally. This is not where the book stops being written. Now I have to like look further. What do I do? And I think that that's the beautiful thing because I, in my circle with the witty group, there are so many women that are female founders and they're all self-starters. But eventually you reach a point where your growth requires some kind of investment to sustain itself and continue on that trajectory. Right. I haven't reached that point yet. I'm, I'm compared to my friends, I'm in my infancy. So that is why what you're doing is so impactful because you're helping those businesses overcome that incredible brick wall of a hurdle. Well, that's what I hope, but I, I've never been a founder myself, but I, I have extreme founder sympathy and empathy. I, I know I, I just as a, as a woman, I know how hard it is to ask for help in general and wanting to have that return for people um, is, is hard. Um, but it's the conviction. You're totally right. It's the conviction and, and watching mm-hmm. there, there's nothing more powerful than, than a woman with conviction. My goodness. It is so fun to, to support. Right. And to watch. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And I've, I've surrounded myself with women like this that you've just described because I find them as such a source for inspiration. Totally. Because we all have those bad days. Yeah. Or I'm just like, God, my imposter syndrome is off the charts. Right. I feel like a total fraud. I feel like a moron. I feel like I really don't even have the energy to shower. Right. But I have to press forward. And yep. that's when I turn to my network and I've been lucky enough to create that network for myself. Yeah. Just because I saw a need for something that didn't exist. But so many entrepreneurs have not done that because they haven't reached that point where they're like, I need more support. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and the witty group, all the ladies will tell you if you talk to them, that I don't ask for enough help. They literally ask me how I, how, what I need so they can mm-hmm. help me. And I'm like, no, 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 I do this for all of us. I do this for the industry. And they're like, but you can't do it alone. You're not charging any money. You're not making a penny off of this. You're, you're spending money on it. You're losing money on this. <laughs> you have to ask for help. And I'm it's like, true. yeah, that's really hard for me. That's, that's a, I feel like that's a very gender specific trait because as women, especially if we're mothers, mm-hmm. it's very hard for us to admit our shortcomings that Absolutely. we can't do it all and be everything all the time. Absolutely. Very, very challenging. It's, it's the, the human response to feeling like you're in a space where you don't have the answers yeah. and dealing with the the negative thoughts that creep in when you mm-hmm. admit to yourself that you don't have all the answers of you're course. like oh my god I'm a total imposter oh my god everybody's gonna see right through this oh my god I'm so confused <laughs> well, it, it's crazy right the truth of the matter is is all of us are faking it uh Instagram you know the, the Instagram filter that we put onto our lives uh is yeah. bullshit and garbage and we know that uh yeah. but it's you know it, it's hard to recognize that everyone else is doing that too, right? 
Um, but I mean, but that's okay. And I, I think that to your point, having a really strong network of people that inspire you, people who will be honest with you, not just in, in their feedback to you about, you know, the, the, maybe the way in which you're going about things um, or building your business, but also just to be honest about their own struggles and their own hardship. I mean, there, yeah. there are so many different examples in my life um, where until I raised my hand and said, hey, this thing that happened to me kind of sucked or wow, I really yeah. stumbled here. Um, you know, the, the perfect example is, is the first time I had a miscarriage. I thought that I was, you know, mm -hmm. I thought this was a rare thing and that I was the only person in my family and my network and my community that had experienced this. And I felt shame and I felt like my body had failed and I, all of the things, all of the emotion. But the second I said out loud and had the courage to say, Hey, this thing happened to me and it was really hard. I wasn't even asking for help. I just had to say out loud, this thing happened. Even back yeah. off, give me some space. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Let me process. What happened was all of these little hands went up. All I got it calls, yeah. I got texts, I got messages. Oh, me too. Oh, that happened to me last summer. Oh, I'm experiencing one right now. And I went, oh my God. And you start looking into the numbers and the stats and you're like, this is a one in four women will experience this. And yet we do not talk about it. And that's one, you know, no. um, emotional. It's because it makes other people uncomfortable. Yes. But that's why. And as women, we don't want to be responsible for making other people uncomfortable. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. But the second we do, what we learn is that we're sitting in a pool with a lot of other friends and it makes yes. it a lot easier to process and to support and lift each other up. And so, you know, whether it's, you know, a more extreme example like miscarriage or, you know, simply trying to start a business and get something up, uh, off the ground, up and running. And you said, man, I really fouled up by making that higher or by not investing in, you know, that that great, you know, lawyer up front or that that financial partner that I needed or whatever that yeah. thing is. If you never talk about your failures, which we don't as women, other women won't feel permission to fail as well. And you won't be able to support yeah. each other so we can all collectively try to not make the same mistakes that we've made. So we can learn lessons right. from each other by sharing failure. And it just doesn't happen. Absolutely. And I have this conversation with my kids all the time. I'm like, you're going to fail. You're going to suck at stuff. <laughs> you're going to want to be awesome and you're going to suck. Yeah. That's life. Totally. Here's where that's awesome is because you will never learn anything from when something is easy. Mm -hmm. I have never learned anything from something easy. Totally. And I've had a lot of easy and I've had a lot more fail. Yeah. Where I'm like, oh my God, can I just be outside of my skin and not be Christy Lawler right now? Because I feel like there's a stank on that girl. And I don't want to <laughs> be that girl right now. I want to be this girl that I see inside and right. I don't want to be that one. And this is what we go through. This is life. So if we can recognize that in other people, we can guide our children to understand that failure is an opportunity. It, it just so makes life much easier and palatable. So yeah. Yeah. Because girl, I don't know about you, but I got failures for days. <laughs> same, 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 same. And I'm so proud of them, even though I'm so not proud of them. And, I know. Which is a weird dichotomy. But, <laughs> you know, you're like, no, 
this is the thing where like when you get up on stage you admit where you suck yeah because immediately you draw people in you build that credibility and you have people engaged so that you can actually send the message that needs to be sent that helps people Because Mm -hmm. if you get up on a stage, as you and I both have, and you only talk about how you're freaking awesome (laughs) all day, every day, everybody knows that's bullshit. Yeah. Very disinteresting. (laughs) Right? Right? We need need to understand that we're all human. And while we may know it, we don't see it until someone is actually admits where they're human. Yeah. And I think that that's the important part of our personal development because I've worked with amazing humans that, and you have too, that are just so accomplished and they haven't yet recognized their successes. And then we've worked with total asshats that just are <laughs> terrible at everything. Correct. But they promote <laughs> themselves. And I'm like, who told you this was a good idea? Yeah. Like, no, you're, buy you're an infant, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? And, and it's, it's the process of weeding out. And that's how you build your network. That's how you build other people. It's, you look for people, and, and that's where the ego comes in. You look for yeah. people that are similar to you, mm-hmm. that are willing to admit their flaws, failures, missteps, and mistakes. And then you're like, let's do this together. Because here's where I suck. Here's where you suck. Here's where we're awesome separately. Here's where we're amazing and unstoppable together. It, 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 it's really a beautiful thing. It is. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I really like talking to you. I feel like <laughs> this, this could be like a three-hour podcast if we had the time. Um, <laughs> but I'm wondering, like you're you're super positive right um but do you have an example of like a negative experience or a time in your life that turned into something that was a learning positive uh a learning experience that became a positive sorry forgive me I stumbled over <laughs> my words that's okay I, I I'm picking up what you're putting down um yeah I mean there are so many and, you know, we, we kind of just talked through the amount of failures and uh, mm-hmm. how they have built who we are today. It's the, you know, the, the, the polite way of saying grit, right? It, it gives us our character and it informs our, our current and future decisions. Um, there, there are so many negative experiences uh, that, that I have yeah. had that I've, been able to uh, find the, the bright spot in um, or, or turn into something, uh, you know, use it more as a catalyst. Um, given the amount of time that we have, which is negative at this point, um, I unfortunately don't want to dive into a specific, but I, I could talk about that for a very long time. <laughs> well, I think we need to do episode two. I I would be in. Awesome. <laughs> There's so much more to dive into. Um, how do people reach you before we turn this off? Yeah. Um, 
Twitter is, it seems to be a thing that I'm using these days. I'm just um, Caitlin, K-A-T-E-L-I-N underscore C-R-U-S-E. Cruz is my middle name. Uh, so Caitlin underscore Cruz on Twitter. And then, of course, LinkedIn. I love building and growing my network. It's, it's what I do. Um, so I'm available and open on, on LinkedIn as well. Awesome. I will put those links in your bio, but I am so grateful to you. I think we have to definitely continue this conversation (laughs) and you will be my first part one, part two episode series. Oh, good. I I talk too much. I apologize. We have more. (laughs) No, you don't. You're amazing. I want you to talk more. Um, (laughs) Thank you so much. Well, Chrissy, this was really fun. No, thank you so much for inviting me. This was, this was a fun, fun way to spend the morning. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And thank you all for tuning in to Lawler Out Loud, Mixing Up the Mainstream. <laughs>